Hello and welcome to the G2 podcast. Hello everybody, um, well done, we're 45 minutes in the heat, we're all still with us, yeah, we're still awake, do we need a little shake, are we okay? It's hard. So, who knows the story of Goldilocks and the Three Bears? Anybody? Hands up? Yeah. Classic story. Even Addo from Mexico, you know the story? Do you actually? Sorry, that was a a bit racist, apparently. No, no, I didn't mean it like that. Oh, my gosh. I just didn't know it because it's like a classic Brit. I didn't know it was international. That's great. Also called Goldilocks. Cool. Won't try and say that. (laughs) Gold bears. Great. So, classic story, Goldilocks and Three Bears, of um, a a house of a family of three bears that live in the forest. They make their breakfast. They decide it's too hot. They go out for a walk. Why? I don't know. And then a lovely little girl with golden hair comes and uh, and then eats the food, sits on the chair, sleeps on the bed. It's actually, um, that's a, not the original story. The original story was three bachelor bears and a creepy old woman that came into the house. Um, and it was written like as a, as a warning. Anyway, today we're going to do our own story, our own version of The Holy Ghost and the Three Bears. Ooh, okay. it's not a story at all. It's just a hook it's for the structure of my talk. Okay, we're going to talk about three bears and then the Holy Ghost. Couldn't make it into a story. Bear with me. Um, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I could have rolled with it, but I just looked surprised. <laughs> so the three bears that I'm going to talk about today are the baptism promises that have been made today by the people getting baptized by Ness and Tash and James, uh, well, James's family on his behalf, but also kind of what, what that looks like, um, at, you know, actually, what does that look like in daily life? So the first bear is bear the name of Jesus Christ. Here he is. He's got a necklace on. And so in our baptisms, we are committing to bear the name of Jesus. So when we uh, follow Jesus, we are called Christians. And the original uh, Greek word for that was Christianos. And if you separate that into Christ and then Tian, what you get is anointed and little. So so to be a Christian means to be a little anointed one. And just like we, uh, when we're born, we take on the surname of our father and or mother, um, and we belong to a family and our surname represents that family. We now take on this title of Christian when we follow Jesus, when we're baptized, and we belong to a much bigger family, into God's family. And through baptism, we are sons and daughters of our Father in heaven, and we are heir to the throne with Jesus. We bear his name. Here's my children, Morgan and Aaron, when they were a lot younger. Um, And it's funny when you have kids, because when they're first born, um, a bit like James and Rosie, everyone sort of says, oh, they look like so-and-so, they look like you, they're like, oh, they've got your eyes. And people regularly tell me, Aaron's got my eyes, but Luke's eyebrows, which is a bit weird. And then Morgan came out with bright ginger hair, which is more like Luke. Luke's gone blonde now, but he was very ginger. And then Aaron was blonde, which neither of us have. And then as they grow up, you get to know their personalities and you also start to 
sort of it's like holding a bit of a mirror up to you sometimes you you get to see what they've inherited from you so Morgan has always been very compliant like from the age of one it's just so compliant like as soon as we set a bedtime he just stuck to his bedtime as soon as we said to him no you're not allowed to get out of bed before 6 a.m he just didn't get out of bed until 6 a.m and then we were like Let's try 7 a.m. And then he would just stay in bed. He's just like so good and so wants to do the right thing all the time. Likes the rules, you know, obeys, does what he's told. Very, very like me. I love rules. Like Monica from Friends, that's me. Rules are, rules help us to have fun, don't they? That's, that's my opinion. Rules help everyone to engage in the fun. And that's, very much like Morgan. You can see where I'm going with this. Aaron, not so much. From the age of one, not compliant at all. Constantly getting out of bed, wouldn't follow bedtimes, constantly pushing, pushing boundaries. Just last week, a couple of students babysat for us and uh, we've kind of gone through some stuff. They're, they're, they're 10 and 12 now, so we don't really need babysitters. We're at that kind of awkward age. So it was more like, hey, students, do you want to just come play with our kids for the, for the evening? They love Lego. Off you go. But just before we left the house, I, I realized I hadn't set a bedtime. So I wrote a note saying, let's aim for about 8.30 bedtime. Check they're in bed at, at 9. Well, Luke and I came back at 10 o'clock and they were still playing with Lego and like the whole kitchen was covered in Lego. They were having the best time. So we were like, oh, cool. Like, looks like you're having a great time trying to process they hadn't followed the rules. So I'm like, um, what happened to, to bedtime? Um, and they were like, oh, sorry, we didn't know what time bedtime was. At which point Aaron went, I hit the note. And he had just come downstairs, seen the note, straight in the bin, straight in the bin. Those babysitters did not know what was going on. That is Aaron. And um, where, where my motto is rules are good and they help everyone, Luke's is ask for forgiveness, not for permission. So Luke loves to break the rules. And so as we join the family of Christ, we also inherit what is Christ's. We inherit things from him as well. Maybe not his rugged good looks or his the way he can wear sandals and socks. Maybe don't inherit that. But we do inherit his place in heaven because he is, it says in Hebrews 7, he is holy, blameless, pure, set apart from sinners, exalted above the heavens. And so our inheritance is also that we, in the eyes of God, are also holy, blameless, exalted and pure. Not because of anything we have done, but because of everything Jesus has done. We're not suddenly perfect, but when we enter into a relationship with him, God sees us in the same way that he sees Jesus. Romans 8 says this, now if we are children, then we are heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. If indeed we share in his sufferings in order that we may also share in his glory. We share in the glory of Jesus. We share in the inheritance of Jesus and we enter this family. We bear the name of Jesus. We take on the title of Christians through baptism. We go down into the water, as you've seen with Ness and Tash today, and that represents how we die with Jesus and then we come up again, just like Jesus did after three days. We share in his death and his glory and we become part of his family. We bear the name of Jesus. Okay, bear number two is 
we bear one another's burdens. As members of Christ Church, we also promise to bear one another's burdens. Now, I don't mean this in a way that like now we have to just take on everyone else's troubles and just all be burdened by them, but more that we are linked through Jesus to this bigger family. We don't just become part of Jesus's family, but we become part of a wider family of followers. In the Gospel of John, Jesus explained it like this. A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this, all will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. And then the book of Galatians, it says this. Brothers, someone in your group might do something wrong. You should go to him and help make him right again. You should do this in a gentle way, but be careful you might be tempted to sin too. Bear one another's burdens. Help each other with troubles. And when you do this, you will truly obey the law of Christ. So Paul, who writes that letter to the the Galatians church, um, is talking about how we can help each other to walk with Jesus, encouraging each other when we're struggling and when we're weak. It's about not being cross with each other, not rejecting each other, not judging each other, not standing back and pointing out faults and pointing out how people could do better, but walking together. We gently hold each other accountable. And we encourage each other in love. We are not alone in our walk with Jesus. We are surrounded by people who are cheering us on, offering a listening ear, giving practical support, praying. That's what it means to enter this family. And today we welcome Tash and Ness and baby James properly into this family. And let's do that for them. Let's journey with them. Let's cheer them on. Because our job isn't to focus on what other people can do for us, but instead to be looking around at our brothers and sisters and asking, who can we help? This is not our own, shouldn't become a burden to us, but a joy to help help others. So yeah, let's make sure we uh, really welcome Tash and Ness in this way. Obviously, the Masons are already a big part of G2, but let's continue to welcome them in and welcome anyone in. Someone told me recently that when they came to G2 for the first time, they'd been going to another church, but they felt a bit isolated. They were looking for family. They were looking for a deeper connection. And um, they, they thought, I'll go and try this church, G2. They came in. They, um, and they kind of said to themselves, if someone, invites, if someone invites me like for dinner or for coffee or something, then I think this will be the church for me. And that day, on their very first Sunday here at G2, they got four invitations. They got two invitations for dinner and two invitations for coffee. And they knew this is the church for me. And I was so thrilled when they told me because you don't know, you know, like we, we can say from the front, oh, let's be inviting. But it was just brilliant to hear that this is what the reality is in in G2, that people get invited. So let's continue to be like that. People that welcome people into this family. We bear one another's burdens. And you know, baptism, as we've seen today, is a public event. We could have just baptized James and Tash and Ness just in their baths at home or whatever would have been a lot easier. Um, But um, it's not just their special day. It's all of our special day today. It's a whole family celebration. It's for all of us to celebrate as we welcome them in and we remember what it means to be family. 
And the third bear is that we bear testimony. When we become members of Christ Church, we promise to always bear our testimonies about him. So this means that we live our lives so that people will know that we are Christians who love and care about others and we believe that Jesus Christ is real. We become part of the story that God is writing. Our lives become our testimony about what Jesus has done. I love this scripture from 2 Corinthians because it sums it up so well. We have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. We are hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed. Perplexed, but not in despair. We are persecuted, but not abandoned. We are struck down, but not destroyed. We always carry around in our body the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be revealed in our body. For we who are alive are always being given over to death for Jesus' sake, so that his life may also be revealed in our mortal body. So then death is at work in us, but life is at work in you. We are hard-pressed but not crushed. We are perplexed but not in despair, persecuted but not abandoned, struck down but not destroyed. We are like jars made out of clay, pretty ordinary, made from earth, normal. But we have this treasure inside of us that comes from God and it gives us something different, a power that cannot come from humans. And we carry the death of Jesus as it says there in the scripture. What that means is that we we have to die too. I don't mean physically die, but we die every day to our own selfish desires. We die to things that the world says will make us happy. We die to choosing comfort. And through that death, as we lay down those things, we find life in Jesus, life to the full. So we bear testimony Our lives become our testimonies. We're in this continual process of transformation, of becoming more and more filled with the Holy Spirit who works in us. And through baptism, we die with Christ. We come up from the water like a new person. And that symbolizes death and rebirth. We now have new lives. Tash and Ness and James start their new life today. The old is gone and our past doesn't condemn us. So those are our three bears, but remember, we've still got the Holy Ghost, like Goldilocks, who's going to come in and eat the porridge. Not really. Um, that would be weird. But this is, we, we, it's really the Holy Spirit. That's, we don't often call it the Holy Ghost in this church. Um, so when we are baptized and when we make these promises, he sends something in return. And he promises to send the Holy Spirit to be with us always. In 2 Timothy, it says, For the spirit that God has given us does not make us timid. Instead, his spirit fills us with power and love and self-control. We can't bear his name. We can't bear the burdens of others. We can't bear testimony unless we have the Holy Spirit in us. And it is the Holy Spirit working in us that gives us the strength and the power to do everything. The Holy Spirit is also known as a helper. It's known as wisdom, counselor, guide. And this treasure that we have inside us in these jars of clay that are our bodies, this treasure is the Holy Spirit. 
And it's the same spirit that was in Jesus, the same spirit that allowed miracles to happen and change to happen. And so that passage about jars of clay finishes with this. Therefore, we do not lose heart. Though outwardly we are wasting away, inwardly we are being renewed day by day. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen, since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. So let's fix our eyes on what is unseen, on Jesus, on the eternal life that we have in him. So we're going to finish by singing, but I would love us to just pray. I'll pray, and if you want to join in, why don't you just open your hands? And I guess the the thing that's been in my heart has been, let's pray if we need help. Do you need help? I need help. I need help every day. I need strength. I need patience. I need kindness. And if any of you feel that you need help in your life, then maybe you could open a hand and say amen to this prayer. And nothing will happen, like, in a really big way. But what might happen is the Holy Spirit might come in. Or if you've already encountered the Holy Spirit, maybe the Holy Spirit will will come in a little bit more. The Holy Spirit is here to help us, to guide us. So, Father God, we thank you for these promises. We thank you for baptism. And we ask for help in our lives. And we know that you send help to those who ask for it. And so, God, we ask for more of your Holy Spirit. Or for some of us, it might be the first time we've ever asked for the Holy Spirit. And God, we trust you. And we ask you to be gentle as we allow you to work in our lives. Amen.